Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 15th of June. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast presented as always by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. Any time you've been involved in an accident, you're dealing with a personal injury, doesn't matter what kind of accident it is. I'm sending you to where you're going to be treated like family and get you the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. 800 We got a fun show planned today. We're still going to be talking a little bit about the fallout from the NBA Finals. We're going to talk to ESPN, and well, I guess ESPN Radio Color Analyst is the way we should put it, former head coach 
PJ Carlissimo is going to join us. Always love having PJ on the show. He's super good to me. So we'll talk Heat basketball. We'll talk. We'll kind of. We'll kind of put a bow tie on the finals today. Today, I think, will be the last day that we actually talk about the finals. We'll do that with PJ. And then it's time to start looking forward to what I think is going to be a... It, it feels like an off-season for the Heat. See, that's the best part about making the finals, right? Well, best part about making the finals... Let me rehash that for a second. Best part about making the finals is ch- a chance to win the NBA championship. All right, I own that statement. That's the best part of making the finals. The second best part of making the finals is when it's over, hey, the offseason, we're getting underway. It's right around the corner. You know, the Heat losing the play-in game to Chicago, you're you're mid-April, you're months away. You're two and a half months away from the offseason starting here. We're like two weeks away. And by the way, the NBA draft, which is when all this stuff can start, because you know there's going to be big trades. We're a week from tonight away, and PJ's on the coverage of the NBA Draft on ESPN Radio, so we'll get PJ Carlissimo on the show. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, What else do we have going on today? Well, you got a lot of trade rumors that are already going on out there, and I really think, you know, the, the Miami Heat have had a great reputation for a very long time, and... If you think that it was maybe a little bit of a lull in the Heat being a, I'm going to say free agent destination, but the Heat are way over the cap. So what we really mean by free agent destination is it's not even like there's free agency anymore in the NBA. If a star player wants out, he can go where he wants. It's it's a player-driven league. The inmates run the asylum. So anyway, if you thought there was any kind of lull maybe in the last few years, and hey... The Heat have tried to get guys. You know, most notably, they've taken a stab at Durant a couple times. And they haven't been able to get that guy, that that whale, to commit. Well, if you think there's been a lull in the Heat being able to attract that guy, it's I think it feels like we're back in that regard. All these big names that you're hearing out there now, you're you are hearing. And you are going to continue hearing the Miami Heat as a destination. Hell, Damian Lillard in front of a microphone and a camera said Miami is his first choice. He plays for Portland. He's he's under contract with another team. So I think we're headed toward a super exciting and interesting offseason for your Miami Heat. So we're going to do a little bit of that today. Well, actually, we're going to do a lot of bit of that today. So like I said... We're going to talk to PJ about the Heat, about everything that went down in the finals, but we're going to go over some of these rumors, that kind of stuff, because that, it is out there right now. Now, I do want want to start the show with, I'm very excited today. Why are you excited, Zaslow? I'm very excited today. I'm picking up my boys early, okay, from their camps today, and we are going to see the Flash. I've been waiting so long. I am so pumped up for this Flash movie. I'm as excited for this movie as, like, you know I get super excited about the superhero movies. Uh, but but some more than others. And, boy, I mean, my excitement level for this, it's probably in line with Spider-Man No Way Home. 
Spider-Man No Way Home, I was ecstatic over going to see. And, and, and what's the common thread between these two? It's the nostalgia. Now, there's a lot of nostalgia with The Flash. But Spider-Man No Way Home, remember, we didn't know. When you went to go see Spider-Man No Way Home, we still did not know if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was going to be in the movie. They kept it under wraps. We had no idea. And granted, those Spider-Men are within the last, you know, uh, 23, 24 years. Even, maybe even shorter than that. The Flash... We know Michael Keaton's Batman is in it. Like it's and and it was heavily rumored he was in it. And then when you finally saw the first trailer, what like six months? I think the Super Bowl was maybe. So I was gonna say six months ago, but maybe it was like five months ago. I think the Super Bowl was the first trailer for the Flash, and you see Michael Keaton's Batman there. Yeah, I'm Batman. It's oh my god! So there's this nostalgia factor because Michael Keaton. That was 1989, I believe, and now I was eight years old, and that was. The first Batman that I was introduced to. Which brings me to today's Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. So today's Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. Go to at Zaslow Show. You can vote. Also, you can always hit me up at J on Instagram where I'm an influencer. But go to at Zaslow Show on Twitter. Today's Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. We're seeing The Flash this afternoon. Who is your Batman? Like, we're seeing The Flash, but everyone's excited about Batman in The Flash, right? So, we're seeing The Flash this afternoon. Who is your Batman? And your choices are Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson. You can't vote Robert Pattinson. I mean, come on. Anyway, Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson. Who's your Batman? And right now, the leader... At 57% of the vote, Christian Bale. I'm actually really surprised about that because I would have thought it had been Michael Keaton. Now, for me, Christian Bale's my Batman. I vote Christian Bale. Christian Bale right now is at 57% of the vote. Michael Keaton's at 38. Ben Affleck is at just 2%. That's very surprising to me. But now, maybe that has more to do with he's just not my Batman because I love Christian Bale or I love Michael Keaton. But, be- see, my question was, it was not who's the best Batman. Although, to you, if you're voting who's my Batman, that may be the same thing to you. Ben Affleck is an excellent Batman. Excellent Batman. I think what also draws me to Christian Bale, I think Christian Bale is a tremendous Bruce Wayne. But anyway, go vote. Who is your Batman? Christian Bale right now, 57%. I'm very surprised. I would have thought Michael Keaton would have been the leader, even though he's not my choice. And I love Keaton as Batman. But I just, the Dark Knight trilogy is is unbelievable. Christian Bale, I think, is the best. But Ben Affleck, only 2%. I don't know, man. That's, that's kind of weak. You guys are slacking out there with Affleck only 2%. So anyway, you know I love nostalgia in my movies. And I'm I'm so excited about... So we're going to see it at 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock, no one messaged me. No texts. No tweets. Don't get in touch with me. 
I'm watching The Flash. So I'm very excited about seeing it. Uh, both Batman, or, both Ben Affleck's Batman and Michael Keaton's Batman are in it. I'm under the impression that Ben Affleck's Batman, I don't think he's in it a lot. I think it's a small role for Ben Affleck's Batman. I know it's a small role for General Zod. I, he's in a lot of the trailer. I don't think he's in the movie very much. I like this Sasha Kaye, who plays Supergirl. I know a lot of people wanted blonde Supergirl. They wanted the girl from, from the television show, The Flash. I like this Supergirl, Sasha Kaye. I think she looks great. I'm excited about that. Ezra Miller, look, he's tough to take. I don't like Ezra Miller as Barry Allen, The Flash, before we learned that Ezra Miller is a total douchebag. And now that we know Ezra Miller is a total douchebag, I'm not an Ezra Miller guy, all right? I don't love him as The Flash. But I'm going to be able to get past that because here's the thing. Ezra Miller, all kinds of personal issues. Drugs, domestic uh, 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 abuse issues, assault. He, he's out of control. And he's not doing any press for the movie. Like, I think, he was, I think he showed up for the premiere, but didn't do any red carpet, nothing. Like, they're telling him, you are, you're not talking to anyone. Okay, how about that? The star, the title character from a major superhero movie doing no press. Like, that's how toxic this actor is. But that, I've been saying this now for like a year. That's how toxic this actor is. And the fact that they did not shelve this movie. The fact that they, are, they, that they still came out with it. I told you guys for a long time. That means this movie is going to be incredible. Because they had every reason. The studio had every opportunity to say... We can't come out with this movie. The title character, the title actor, he is a nightmare. We, we got to shelve it. And the fact that they did not shows you this movie is going to be phenomenal. And the, the little reviews that have come out like from, from other... Because they have not shown the reviews... They haven't shown very many screeners because I think there's a lot of surprises even though we know a lot of stuff that's going on there. They have not shown a lot of screeners. But a lot of the stuff we've heard is movies incredible. And I knew it. That's the only way this movie was going to see the light of day is because it's going to be fantastic because Ezra Miller is awful. Just, a, just seems like a terrible dude. I mean, look what's going on with Jonathan Majors in Marvel. Jonathan Majors is the actor. He plays Kang in the new Marvel movies, in the new phase. He was in the last Creed movie. Great actor. And is on the verge of just being a massive star. And he's got a potential domestic issue, which may not, it it may be a he said, she said kind of deal. We don't know what's going to happen there. Think about this. We're not sure if Jonathan Majors did anything wrong. And they may, and Marvel may pull him from this massive role in the MCU. Ezra Miller is a disaster and continues to be involved in awful shit. And they're still coming, and the movie's, it's out. Today it's out. 
It's still out. You, you know the movie is going to be phenomenal. You know. So I'm super pumped about this. I love nostalgia. I mean, hell, that one clip they show in the trailer with Michael Keaton where he's talking to the, the multiple Flashes and Supergirl and says, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And now that's a 70-year-old, I believe, retired Batman. I think Bruce Wayne at this point is retired. But he says, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And of course, that's a callback to the original Batman, 1989, where Bruce Wayne meets the Joker for the first time. And, and he's, he's like acting wild because he's trying to like distract Joker. And he yells, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And, and then they shoot him. They shoot Bruce Wayne. Spoiler. He lives. So that's a subtle callback. I, I'm, I'm so excited for this movie. If you can't tell. I'm so excited for this movie. It's going to be so great. So when 4 o'clock rolls around, I better not get any messages. No messages. Hey, I got to tell you guys here. If you need homeowner's insurance, it might be that time of year. Weather's bad. You see yesterday, pouring again. Hurricane season's right around the corner. You better make sure you're covered. You're all up to date. And you know I send you to the place that I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from for almost 10 years now. I send you to Brunt Insurance. That's right. Brunt Insurance, they have comprehensive insurance coverage, which is going to be tailored exactly to your needs. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond. The entire state of Florida, wherever you're calling from, Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they're going to know the area. They're going to make sure that you're covered in exactly the way that you need to be. Do you have a single family home? Do you have a town home? One story, two story, three stories. Do you need flood insurance? Do you need this? Do you need that? When you call Brunt Insurance at 954-589-2204, you're going to get someone on the phone that knows exactly what you need. You can't do it on your own. The market's confusing out there. Let Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, fully licensed, qualified staff, 954-589-2204. They will get you exactly what you need. You can call Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. You get someone on the phone immediately. Bruntinsurance.com. You want to go take a look right now. And you don't even have to own. If you rent, okay. If you're in a condo, okay. You need car insurance. You need boat. You need motorcycle insurance. Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they're going to cover all of it for you. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Also want to tell you guys real quick, you know I love Sheets and Giggles. That's because my man Colin, the founder and CEO at Sheets and Giggles, not only does he want to make sure we're all sleeping right, he's a huge South Florida sports fan. You know I went to Game 4 Stanley Cup Finals with him. He was in Denver at Game 1 supporting the Heat. Obviously, it didn't go the way we wanted it to. He's a huge South Florida sports fan, cares about the environment, and wants to make sure we're all getting the best sleep possible. Sleep's important. Well, listen, when Sheets and Giggles jumped on board Zaslow Show 2.0, that's when you knew that we were really taking off. Sheets and Giggles also supports the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody, and once they jumped on board Zaslow Show 2.0, you knew we were on our way here. If you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are already sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. Naturally softer, cooler, more breathable, the best sheets I've ever had. My son Jordan was telling Colin last week, the comforter 
Oh my God, best comforter ever. We're talking eucalyptus trees. That's where we're getting it from. But don't worry about it because every time they, they, they don't touch any endangered or ancient forest and two new trees are planted on their farms every time one is harvested. That's right. Sheetsgiggles.com. Use promo code Zaslow upon checkout. You'll get 20% off your first order. You're never going to sleep better. Sheets and Giggles. Go to Sheetsgiggles.com. All right, so I'm super excited about The Flash. Obviously, I'll have a spoiler-free review for you guys tomorrow, all right? And you know we got big movie, not a big movie anyway tomorrow because, hey, last night you're like, what do I do? We got no more hockey, no more Panthers, no more basketball, no more heat. So big game, not a big game is going to be few and far between. We're going to be focused on big movie, not a big movie starting tomorrow, starting on Fridays. But last night, like, what do we do? So my wife and I, we were catching up on our shows. We were catching up on Yellow Jackets last night on Showtime. That show's wild. I don't know what's going on, but I like it. So we're catching up on Yellow Jackets. And I obviously watched my stories. AEW Dynamite last night, very good show. MJF Adam Cole, very good. Will Ospreay appears at the end, very good. So, AEW Dynamite was excellent last night. Now, let's get to the rumors and all that stuff out there with the Heat. This feels like an offseason that the Heat are going... You can't go two straight offseasons doing absolutely nothing. And especially, you come so close this past... It came close a year ago. But when you come so close this year, you can't stand Pat again. You gotta do something. And maybe even do something big. Maybe even take a huge swing. And it feels like the Heat are going to do something big. Maybe as soon as next week. So, I'm excited about that. It's so soon. And you got the rumors that are already out there. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. First one, let's talk about Bradley Beal. So Bradley Beal is going to be traded. The Washington Wizards, they fired their general manager. They got a new one. Bradley Beal is going to be made available. And the Wizards are going to work with Bradley Beal's agent to find a good home. It's like you're re-fostering a dog. And Bradley Beal has what I believe is the only no-trade clause in the NBA. May not be the only one. I think it is. He has the very rare, like he's Kobe Bryant. He has the very rare no trade clause. So 
He could totally choose where he goes. And we know there's a love affair with Miami, right? Okay. So, and, and Miami continues to be mentioned on television when it comes to Bradley Beal. For me, and we know that Tyler Hero is going to be the guy, right? Now, are you okay? And Tyler Hero is going to be an attractive piece for any team that's going to trade their big star. Are you okay as a Heat fan trading away Tyler Hero? Me. I am now finally okay with trading away Tyler Hero. I'm terrible when it comes to making these trades. I'm very emotional. I don't want to part with any of my guys. I don't want to part with any of the guys I like. And when I say my guys, that's it's specifically, you know, guys that we draft. Tyler, Bam Adebayo. Those are our guys. I hate parting with them. Uh, but I'm too emotional. I get too attached. I'm okay with trading Tyler Hero because of what we just witnessed. Or because of what we did not witness. So if we were to trade Tyler Hero and get someone awesome in return, I, based on what we just saw in the playoffs, I don't feel like we're losing Tyler Hero. We didn't have him. It's going to feel like we're just adding a great player. That plays a big role in how I feel right now. So I would be okay with trading Tyler Hero. Also, there is something to be said for the possibility that the Heat offense was actually better without Tyler Hero. With Tyler Hero all throughout the regular season, the Heat offense was the worst. Without Tyler Hero in the postseason... The Heat offense was very good until we got to the finals. Is that because Tyler Hero wasn't there? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. No one really knows. But you have to be open to that possibility. Now, so that leaves me to being okay with trading Tyler Hero. And I love him. But I'm open to it. Is Bradley Beal... The guy. For me, the answer is a resounding, absolutely not. I know a lot of people, a lot of my listeners, are going to take issue with that. And that's okay, it's not cut and dry. But for me, the answer is an absolutely not. And I'll tell you why. So, let's take a look at Bradley Beal's contract. Bradley Beal, 30 years old, right now, so next year will be 31. That's the way years in math work. Bradley Beal, right now, 30 years old. He has four more years left on his deal. Next year, he makes $46 million. And it goes up, of course, every year. 46, 50, 53, 57. So, four years starting at 46 next year. Tyler Hero. His new contract kicks in next year. Tyler Hero, he has three years on this extension that he signed. Three, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Four years. So he's on the same timeline contract-wise as Bradley Beal. Not that that really matters. But Tyler Hero, four years, starting next year, 24 years old, six years younger, Four years starting at $27 million next year. 
going up from 27 to 29 to 31 to 33. So each of these four years, essentially, Tyler Hero is making almost $20 million less than Bradley Beal. So you have to ask yourself, it's not just, hey, Bradley Beal's better than Tyler Hero. You got to make that trade. No. In a salary cap sport, you have to consider the money. In baseball, you don't have to consider it. There's a tax in baseball, but there's no salary cap. In basketball, and part of the reason the Heat have been able to be successful these last two years, you hear about all the undrafted players. All these undrafted players are great for the Heat because you're exceeding their value. You're getting tremendous value from Struess. Not, not from Robinson anymore, but from Struess, from Vincent, uh, from guys like that. Because they're not making any money. Even Caleb Martin, who was only making $7 million this past year. Incredible contract. His value is far exceeding his value based on his contract. And in a salary cap sport, you have to ask yourself, which is better? Bradley Beal at $46 million or Tyler Hero at $27 million? And for me, the answer is Tyler Hero. I do not believe Bradley Beal is that much better than Tyler Hero for that much more money. The value is not there. And by the way, Tyler Hero, you know, you look in a couple years from now, which, I mean, I think they're going to be able to use Tyler Hero in a big trade. But Tyler Hero, $31 million in a couple years from now, Based on the salary cap numbers, which continue to rise, Tyler Hero's contract you're going to see in a couple years from now is a great, great value the way the salary cap is going to continue to rise. Bradley Beal's contract is never going to be a good value. Hey, in a couple years from now, Bradley Beal is going to be making $53 million. Now... Let's look at what Bradley Beal's numbers were this year, all right? Bradley Beal, 23 points per game, four rebounds, five and a half assists, all good numbers, shoots a high percentage, 51% from the floor, (coughs) from three, 37%. His three-point shooting has been, I mean, 37%'s good, it's not great, but for the past several years, his three-point shooting has been from average to below average, which is weird because the start of his career, he was a 40% three-point shooter, which we know is excellent. Really weird. But anyway, Bradley Beal, though, and you got to remember, is now 30 years old. Bradley Beal is always hurt. Tyler Hero seems to always be hurt, too. But Bradley Beal is always hurt at $46 million a year and five years older. Bradley Beal this year missed 32 games. Bradley Beal last year missed 42 games. The year before, he missed 12. (coughs) Excuse me. The year before that, he missed 15. Then three years before that, he played. Didn't miss a game. Didn't miss a game. Missed just five games. So he had a three-year stretch there where he was very healthy. And the last four years, 
he misses a lot of games. And the last two years, he's missed the most games of his career. The last two years, he has missed a combined 72 games. So in the last two years, he's missed a season. He's essentially missed a whole year the last two games. The money's important. If See, you only get one chance to trade Tyler Hero. Meaning, you only get one shot at landing the huge star. I'm not using my one chance on Bradley Beal. Damian Lillard, different story. You're going to look at Damian Lillard's numbers. He makes an astronomical amount of money. Worth it. Totally worth it. You look at Hero at $27 million versus whatever Damian Lillard makes, and you say, is the difference in money, is it worth it? Is Damian Lillard that much better than Tyler Hero? And the answer is, yup. Yup. I do it for Damian Lillard. For Beal, not only am I giving up Hero, but they're going to want... Now, I don't... It seems like the package that Washington may be looking for... Like, I don't think you're going to have to give up Hero and three first-round picks if you're Miami. I think Washington would like something good, but they're mostly focused on getting rid of the contract and starting over. Like, if they can get rid of the contract and get one good thing, I think they're in on it. Like, I think if the Heat offered Hero and one first-round pick, I, I think they take it, Washington, because they want to get out from the money. Now, you'd also have to add another player because the money doesn't work. So, am I going to give up Hero and Robinson and a first-round pick for Beal? No, I'm not. Not doing it. If I got one shot to land a superstar, I'm not using the one shot on Bradley Beal. I'll do it on Lillard. I'm not using it on Bradley Beal. So we're going to hear a lot of that over the next week leading up to the draft next week. That's for sure. Now, let's talk a little bit about Kyrie Irving. Why am I talking about Kyrie Irving? Well, that was floated out there a couple of days ago. Here is Sham Sharania, who we know is one of the big, you know, news breakers, either the biggest or second biggest news breaker in the NBA here is Sham Sharania on the Heat having made an offer for Kyrie Irving. The Heat have a couple of feelings of their own. Max Strews, Gabe Vincent. But I think beyond that, they're going to explore seeing what the star market is out there. And, and just to give you a glimpse of what they've looked at over the last several months, they made an offer to the Nets for Kyrie Irving at the deadline, from what I'm told, uh, right before he got traded to the Mavericks, before the deadline. So that just gives you an idea that I think there's been some level of, of, of understanding that trying to get Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, just another piece that can take the load off, especially during the regular season, could be of importance. And, and the question is, you know, where do they go from here? Do they circle back on Kyrie Irving? Do they, there's there's going to be names out there in the marketplace as the draft gets closer next week. Uh, what player can the Heat potentially get? And what do they have to give? Tyler Hero, they have up to three first-round draft picks. I think that would be the basis of the type of package that you would need to go get a superstar player. But this Heat team, listen, they made a great run this postseason. They do feel like they might be one piece away. Whatever star that could be at the guard position, um, we'll see over the next week and a half, several weeks, which type of guy Pat Riley and that front office want to focus on. All right. So, Sham Sharania, like I said, is one of the biggest news breakers. 
I think what he's saying there is bullshit. I think he's essentially Kyrie Irving's do boy in that spot and is trying to get Kyrie's agenda out there. Because that's what happens with these guys. You have relationships, players, agents, and they use you a lot. I think Kyrie Irving would love to come to Miami. I also think Kyrie Irving is trying to set the market when it comes to Dallas to pay him what he's asking because, hey, there's other teams that are going to be interested in me. I think this report is bullshit because you have to ask yourself, who benefits from this information getting out there? The Heat certainly don't benefit from it. Kyrie Irving would. It's going, to get, it's going to look like Kyrie's in demand. And we know the information is not coming from the Heat because the Heat don't have any leaks. Information never gets out about the Heat. This information is coming from Kyrie's camp. And there is no part of me that believes the Heat, especially after the season they just had, would bring that cancer into their locker room. And by the way, If the Heat were to trade for Kyrie Irving, I would have a major, major problem with it. It's not like one of those deals where, you know, if they trade for Durant, I've said things about Durant over the years, I'm going to look stupid, I'm now going to have to root for him, I'm going to have to come to terms with that, okay, fine. I'd get over that. I would have a major, major issue with the Miami Heat trading for Kyrie Irving. I think the Heat know a lot of their fan base would have a major, major issue with trading for Kyrie Irving. And he's just not their type of guy. And I think that report is bullshit. I think Shams is being used by Kyrie's people. And now I think you get a little bit better insight. Listen to this. This is our pal, Ira Winderman, South Florida Sun Sentinel. He's the best down here. Ira Winderman yesterday on Sirius XM NBA Radio, starting lineup with Frank Isola and Brian Scalabrine. You guys know that's my show. I love those guys. Listen, every day, every morning. Here's Ira on those Kyrie Irving rumors yesterday morning. Shams threw it out there, and you know, Shams seems to be connected on some, in some level to Kyrie Irving. Is there any way that, let's say, Damian Lillard's off the table, they can't get Bradley Beal, would they consider a guy like Kyrie Irving? Because if there's going to be any player to challenge the concept of Heat culture, it's going to be Kyrie Irving. Is there any, yeah. is there any scenario where you see that happening? When, when Kyrie's name first came out, I was told it's an absolute flat-out no, not in this locker room, not with this team. Then you remember Kyrie's comments and remember the community you bring him into here, South Florida, yep. and some of the comments Kyrie made. That wouldn't play at all. It would probably lead to a degree of protest. The one thing I'll say about Shams, and I don't mean this condescendingly, guys who are newsbreakers either get their information from teams, from agents, or from players. Kyrie has been manipulating what he wants out there now for how many years, guys? Three, four years. Kyrie's going to leave the Celtics. Kyrie wants out of Cleveland. Kyrie wants to get somewhere else. So what I think is this. I think Kyrie would love to be here. That doesn't mean the Heat would love to have him here. Jimmy Butler is the strongest personality in the history of the Miami Heat in the locker room. And that says a lot because they had Dwayne Wade. They had Shaquille O'Neal. They had LeBron James. But this is Jimmy's fiefdom. And everyone here works around Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't stay at the team hotel. Jimmy arrives in the black car to practice when he wants to show up at practice. Jimmy schedules when he plays and when he doesn't play. Jimmy shows up on the private plane. You can have one of those. 
to try to deal with two of those, all of a sudden you're back to a degree to Shaq and Kobe. And in this era, I think that would be awfully hard. I do think Kyrie Irving wants to come here. I think Kyrie Irving does better than anyone in this league put out his messages of what Kyrie wants. He wants the Lakers. So he starts the whole LeBron thing in the back and forth there. He would like the Heat. I don't think the Heat are going to be subservient to Kyrie's wishes. I would find that much more of a long shot. I probably can give you three or four other names, starting with Lillard and Beal, that would be preferential when you're talking about playing them alongside and in the same locker room with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I think Ira hit the nail on the head right there. It just... The way that this team operates, you think the answer is Kyrie Irving? I think Shams is way off base. I think he's doing Kyrie Irving's bidding. I think he's like his do boy in this spot. Because we know that information didn't come from the Heat. I, I think Ira sums it up pretty nicely there. You know, my pal Evan Cohen, Sirius XM Mad Dog Radio, Morning Man, huge Heat fan. Like we were talking about a couple days ago, he was super worried about that report. Because he also... Excuse me. He also would have a major problem with the Heat trading for Kyrie Irving. Not not from a basketball standpoint, although that plays a part because he's not a winning player, but from a, from a personal standpoint, he would have a major problem. And so would I. And I told him, this is nothing, there's nothing here. This is nothing to worry about. I don't believe it for a second. I think Ira, hit, for the most part, hit the nail on the head right there. So, anyway. All right, before we get to P.J. Carly, so, anyway... The overriding opinion here is, I think that leading up to the draft a week from tonight, and for the next few weeks after that with all the free agency, the Heat are going to be major players. I think we could be headed toward a lot of fun. I really do. I'm not, Kyrie Irving, it's not even worth talking about again. Bradley Beal, I'm not in on it. And I like him as a player, but I'm not in on it. Damian Lillard, very different story. I'd be all, I'm all in on Damian Lillard. Do it. Let's do that. But Beal, nah, that's a pass for me. That's a no for me, dog. Absolutely not. All right, before we get to PJ Carlissimo here. So, I've already told you guys, you know about the weather. The weather's been bad here. Yesterday, it rained a whole lot. If you have a leak in your home, if you're noticing that there's a leak coming from somewhere and you wait on it, you're going to have a huge problem. The moment you think there could be an issue, you call or text one of our great sponsors, we're talking water cleanup of Florida. 954-900-8635. My boys, the Greensteins, they're personal family friends of mine since I was a teenager. And with over 60 years of combined experience, their team is going to handle any type of leak detection 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak is located and repaired, Water cleanup of Florida, they're then going to clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged areas. Water cleanup of Florida, fully licensed, insured, certified to provide that one-stop shopping that all of us are looking for. No need to bring in other contractors when you use water cleanup of Florida. They're going to handle the entire project from start to finish. Entire Tri-County area. Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties, call or text Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, or go to WCUFL.com, Water Cleanup of Florida, we clean up your schmutz. All right, so we're, we're still recapping everything that happened with the Heat in the finals. 
And we got NBA free agency coming up in a few weeks. We got the draft next week. So there's still a lot to do as far as the Heat go, but we're still getting over the finals loss a couple nights ago. Joining us here, former coach, of course, ESPN Radio. He was on the call with our guy Mark Kestisher, Doris Burke for the NBA Finals. What a crew. That's a very good radio team. PJ Carlissimo joining us here. Thank you, as always, for making time for us here, PJ. Uh, I, I want to start out, actually, with this Denver team, and, that, and then we'll do a bunch of Heat stuff. Uh, I I felt going into the series, I thought the Heat were going to win. I felt they had a good chance. But after after game three, uh, the way that Jokic and Murray responded after the Heat won game two, they, they looked like a championship team to me, PJ, at that point. I, I think they were, uh, Zaz, and I think that Testy and I happened to be doing the Western Conference for – ESPN. So we saw them, you know, we, we saw them more. We saw the Lakers series. We saw bits of other pieces, Doris and Dave Pash for the most, they had the Eastern conference finals. Now Doris, of course, was jumping around with TV before that, but um, <laughs> she knew the heat better than we did. We knew Denver a little bit better uh, having seen them so many times what they, I mean, obviously they had two great players. Uh, it's still, I think one of the best side things about the entire finals was pretty much our national audience seeing Jokic. I mean, I don't know how you can be a two-time MVP, and yet the truth was we don't we didn't have him on as much as we should have. I, I'm sure you could say the same thing about Turner. Um, the guy is is phenomenal, and I think you know more people realize that now after after seeing the finals. Jamal Murray was just he was lost for two years, and and I think people had kind of forgotten about him or just assumed, hey, with those injuries. He, you know, he's going to be lucky to come back and play, much less play at the level he did. So I think there was a little bit of surprise, actually, how just how good they were. It was easier for us to see. I live out in Seattle. I do more Western usually than Eastern. They were the best team in the West since probably since December. It wasn't like it was all smooth sailing early. But from December on, they were the clear-cut best team in the West. They were the clear-cut best team in the playoffs also. They they did go six games with Phoenix, but if you looked at games five and six, it was like, whoa. Um, they had the, they have the ability to step up. They had the second-best home record in the league. They obviously had that going for them also. Every team other than Miami, that would be a major problem. Miami doesn't seem to care about playing at home or playing on the road, but uh, they had so many things going for them. And, and probably the biggest thing, um, Jonathan, and you may have talked about it. I did not hear it talked about one time during the finals. I, I say every year, I was lucky enough to sit next to Pop for three years. The team that wins every year is usually very lucky health-wise. You know, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Nobody says anything. When you have extremes, when you have Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson getting hurt uh, in the finals, everybody goes, oh, well, they didn't have their whole team. But if you look, there's a lot of years that either the runner-up or a team maybe that it was even as just as good all year, but their guys weren't healthy in May and June, and that's huge. No one made a big enough deal, I didn't think, out of Tyler Hero not playing, or Vic, nor Victor Oladipo. When you look at Denver's roster, Denver's roster was there. They started the same team the entire playoffs. They had a couple little dings. You weren't sure if a guy was going to play a certain game or not, but that's enormous and it's enormous every year uh, in the finals. I mean, virtually every year. If you go back and look 
and say, you know, what happened to these guys? They had the second best record and they got beat right away. Well, guess what? One of their best kept Kevin Love was involved in that, excuse me, yep. when he was in Cleveland. So it's huge. Everybody, you know, toward the end, is Tyler going to play? Is Tyler not going to play? Forget that. Even if he could have played, I question when you take seven weeks off, uh, almost anybody, particularly a shooter, uh, it, it's difficult. But, and, you know, you, you don't make excuses for the Heat. If there's ever a team that doesn't make excuses or doesn't need them, it's the Miami Heat. But Tyler Hero not playing and Victor Oladipo not playing was major. We're not talking, you know, two, uh, two, two-way players or somebody yep. that wouldn't have made a difference. They would have made a huge difference were they healthy. You know, I think I think a lot of the NBA world, the fans around the country, especially the East Coast, and certainly the Miami Heat fans, we got a front row seat to Nikola Jokic when you, when obviously, like you said, they were not on television enough nationally. And of course, because they're a Western Conference team, we only see them twice a year. I think everyone was now indoctrinated to this Nikola Jokic. I mean, PJ, he's impossible. He, he doesn't miss around the basket. And, and obviously, if you come and double him, which the Heat did not do a ton of, but if you come and double him, he, the vision is incredible. He, he was impossible, PJ, the whole series. But he, he is. And again, I, it's us. It's our fault. It's ABC and ESPN. That's who I work for. Uh, and it's Turner to an extent. Um, Turner had to have him on more than we did. But um, it, it, it's he makes it look easy, but he's the kind of guy that you genuinely, genuinely enjoy going to watch him play because you're going to see some things that most people can't do. And he's deceptive when you first see him. And when he first came into the league, frankly, he had to get, he had to, he had to lose some pounds. He had to trim up a little bit, but he did all that. He, he plays enormous minutes and he's still going strong at the end. And he plays in Denver. And as much as people talk, altitude does make a difference. But right now he's in as good shape as anybody in the league. He can play 42, 45 minutes and still be making three-point shots and getting up and down the floor. He's deceptively athletic, John. He doesn't look – you never look at him and say, oh, wow, he's cut. Look at him. He's unbelievable. But he is compared to what the way he came into the league. Right. And every guy to a man, when you see him, there's not a more athletic defender than Bam Adebayo in the league. But every once in a while, you'll see a play during a thing like a loose ball, and all of a sudden he's got this other gear that he can go get to it or he can get back on defense – he can run the floor on offense. He brings it up. Sometimes he's bringing it up with his left hand. And the smaller players, like, next to him trying to catch it. Like, it's not like the guy's blowing by him. He's still going down the floor and making decisions. So he's he's scary good. I, I really – I felt good for him and Michael Malone in particular because I, I don't think – again, it's it sounds impossible, but I really believe it. You can be a two-time MVP and – the average fan didn't didn't have any idea. I ran my mouth the whole time after the voting, saying, "I don't know how you can vote for Joel Embiid. He had a great year. Giannis had a great year. If you watch this kid game in and game out, there's no doubt who impacts the game more, what he means to his team." So I was happy for him. I was happy for Michael Malone because a lot of people didn't realize. Just I mean, he this is the first one, and and I can I think he will continue to do well. But it's funny, they had, the, they had the stat, you can make stats say anything, but the four teams that had the most wins the last five years in the NBA were the Bucks. Again, why Bud's not coaching anymore, even though my, my guy, Adrian Griffin from Seton Hall is. But it was Bud, Spo, uh, Denver, and, and Golden State. So they've been there. 
but they, they had never cracked in. So Michael Malone, I think, was tied with Steve going into that last game. That was his 37th playoff win in the last five years. So he's third behind Mike Budenholzer and Eric Spolster in wins, playoff wins the last five years. That's how good a coach he is that, again, most people don't realize. Like you mentioned with the Heat, they're a no-excuse team. You heard Jimmy after the series and before the games, there's nothing wrong with my ankle. I'm totally fine. Uh, no excuse players, no excuse team. They never, they rarely complain. It's it's some of the things I really love about them. You know, they're very business-like. They just, we're playing basketball here. So I find that quality very likable. But what did you make of Jimmy's performance in the finals? Because it really did seem there had to be something going on there. Right, PJ? Well, again, this is how smart I am, Zaz. Right before, I think it was late third quarter, uh, D.B. Doris and I kept talking about, hey, Jimmy's playing well for most human beings, right. but he's not playing Jimmy Butler good. And she said he does not have the lift. He looks different. Every time out, he had one of those hydrocolator heat, heat pads on his arm. And I, I finally came out and said, not that he needed an excuse, but like I said, people got to realize there's something wrong with Jimmy Butler. He's not going to say it. The team is not saying it. Either his leg's not right or his right arm is not right. And I don't know what it is. And I was so happy because I saw him walking out. When, when we went out and exited, we, we happened to go by the heat locker room and Jimmy was out front. And I still kid him that his coming out party was against us when I was coaching Brooklyn and he was in Chicago. He was already a good player, but that was his first really big playoff. They beat us in seven and came down to Miami to play uh, LeBron and, and uh, the Heat, the next – they won the first game, as a matter yeah. of fact. I, mean, I think they, the Heat came back, probably won the next four. Yeah. But I always kid Jimmy. I said, if you didn't light us up, man, that started your career. So, you know, I've, I've known him a long time and have a good relationship. I told him – I said, I thought you played great. I said, I, I, I didn't think you were 100%. I thought you played great. You didn't make any excuses. And then he comes out after I say that, say he's not right, he gets 13 points in the fourth quarter. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about? But, again, I, I – I, I don't, in my heart, I don't believe. I don't know if that's right. I don't know if the Heat have said anything since then. But you'll never convince me that he was 100%. Uh, that, that wasn't – it was impressive, great Jimmy Butler. He, he was tremendous. But it wasn't Jimmy Butler 100%. Totally. I, uh, I to think. Totally. I totally agree. Uh, one of the things I have liked about this postseason, and we've noted down here for a very, very long time, Eric Spolstra is phenomenal. And I feel like finally, for the first time, going into all these games, you would hear people say, Spoh's going to do this. Spoh's going to figure out this. Spoh's going to counter this. Spoh's out coaching this. And that's an easy thing for fans to say. One coach is out coaching the other one. But I feel like really for the first time, it is being acknowledged that this guy is, I mean, just at the top of the game, PJ. Couldn't agree more. He, Spo and his staff, and again, same thing, he deflects all that. And rightfully so. It's a very, very talented staff. I mean, uh, uh, as you well know, with, with Riles and Andy in charge and Spoke, because Spoke now really belongs in that de decision-making group. Uh, and, and, and by the way, the fact that Nick and Mickey don't interfere, it's kind of interesting, the two guys that were there. You had two, two Spoke's been there, what, is it 15 years now? Head coach for but, 15, yeah. But I mean... Do Mickey and Nikki care? Yeah. Do they interfere? No. Do the Cronkies care? Absolutely. But when Tim Conley was there, they let him do it. Now they're letting Calvin Booth run the team. Michael Malone's been there, and they didn't like say, hey, this is taking longer than it should. 
They stayed with Michael Malone, and it was great to see two of the uh, four, uh, I'm going to say oldest, uh, most years experience in the league were in the finals. And and they're both relatively young guys by NBA standards. But it was great to see, in my opinion, and and of course I'm prejudiced as an old coach, former seeing two teams stay with their guy, allowing him to grow. Spo was, when you sit on the opposite bench, and, and even to an extent when you when you broadcast, because one of the interesting things about us nationally, uh, ESPN, whether it's TV or radio and, and Turner, we have entree into practices and shoot arounds and things like that that, you know, you don't see when you're a coach sitting on the other bench. You know what they're doing. You watch their tapes. You have to sit there and, and react to what they're doing. But when you get a chance to go in, uh, we have entree that you don't get as a, as a, as a coach when you're the opposite coach. Um, Spoh's not good. He's great. And he's been great for a long time. People did not realize that in the yeah. beginning. Uh, the job he did with, with I thought, in the championships were unbelievable. But what he's done since then, it's even more. People now know, like when you say best coaches in the NBA, Spoh's right there. Uh, and, you know, you're splitting hairs. You're talking one, two, three, four. I mean, come on. He is one of the best. They're lucky to have him. Um, I happen to like, too. And it's a person, it has nothing to do with how good a coach he is. But it did this year. Uh, I just love the way he's businesslike, and you don't, you don't get the song and dance. Um, uh, three guys are out tonight. You were in foul trouble yesterday. Never. You had this yeah. go against you. We, we could have done. We, we could have done this. We could have done something better. Totally no excuse. The team has totally bought into that, and exactly you get the exact same thing from them. So it's it's beautiful to watch. But uh, I I just love Spo like Bud when I like the San Antonio. Video room. There's more guys have come out of that video yeah. room, and, and long ago people didn't appreciate it. Now you got Bud and Spo and Frank Vogel. There are so many guys in the league now that started in the video room that people are like, like, there's no stigma anymore. No, he's not a former. He is a, a college player, but he never played in the NBA, and and he was in one place the whole time. Which a lot of people say, well, he's always been there. Yeah, guess what? Because they're smart. Uh, and and have kept, and have kept him there. It, it's again, it was great to see. And um, I thought in the bubble, the thing that we missed, uh, it was great covering the bubble. But again, this, the same thing down there. You know, sometimes you kind of felt like you were operating there, and you wondered how many people were actually watching or not. Right. And when you got a chance to talk with those coaches, even though in, in, in the bubble we couldn't go to practices or shoot arounds or really sit down, everything was like us right now talking. It, it doesn't feel quite the same, but um, I can guarantee you this. Any coach in the league that sits on the opposite bench and has to deal with, whether it's the matchups, the, the changing defenses, the, the multitude of things that the Heat do and do very, very well, uh, there's enormous, enormous respect for Spo and what he does. You know, a whole thing was made throughout the playoffs during this Heat run about the undrafted guys, Gabe Vincent, Max Cruz, Duncan <laughs> Robinson, all of it. Do other teams, do other front offices or or owners, are other owners around the league saying to their general managers, why aren't we finding all of the, like, what is Miami doing different than us? Are other teams talking like that? For sure. Some in a nice way, some not so nice. I know if I was an owner, I'd be calling me and saying, hey, year in, year out, these guys keep finding these players. And, and frankly, there's a dialogue. We're doing the draft uh, next week. And I said, uh, there's going to be more interest for that 41st pick. When we get to 41, <laughs> I forget what number Manu was drafted at in San Antonio. 
it was kind of the same thing. People, they knew early how good he was, and it took a, another, an extra year to get him over there. I said, people might be a little more interested now in, in some of these late picks saying, hey, Giannis, some of these MVPs were drafted in the second round. What's going on? Or, you know, it's um, – I would think they're saying it, and I would think they're not saying it in a nice way. You have one guy doing it or two guys doing it, you say, okay, they got lucky with a guy. When there's seven guys on the roster that are undrafted – you say, hey, guys, like, what are we not doing that they're doing? We have as many guys working. Um, you got to give Chad and Chad. You got to give – it starts with the – and the scouting with the cameras. But, again, it's been happening too long in Miami. Yep. And, you know, I, I'm sure some people say, come on, like you're giving – you're talking to if, – if you don't think it starts with Pat Riley and that whole culture, you're crazy. But it's those individuals, and whether it's uh, Chad or Chad or Andy or whomever, they do a better job. And the other thing they do, similar to what they, we talked about, what both these franchises have done with Spo and Michael Malone, they're patient. Yeah. You know, they get some guys that are two ways, and and they started, they, they even went away, or they went down to G League and they came back, and you never really thought he was going to be a good player. Gabe Vincent's probably, to me, the best example. And, and you see him, you go back to – not being drafted where he was playing, belonged, I think belonged to the Kings originally and whatever, whoever it was, or I might be confusing him with Keller, but uh, he was there. Yeah, he played a little bit. I kind of liked him, but, you know, he, he's never going to help us. Boom, an injury, opportunity. The guy's been there three or four years. Why is this guy so good? Because he's been in the system, because yeah. they identified him as being able to contribute. Maybe not today, maybe not next year, but eventually. Um, it, it's a... Uh, it's a it's a really impressive um, organization the way they work, but particularly in terms of the players they they unearth in a G League or D League or Europe or w w wherever it is the two way players uh, they got some guys on the bench like some of those other seven people don't even know their names they don't don't even know who they were I'm not saying who somebody from that group's going to turn out two or three years from now to be a very good player people are going to go you know who is he and Oh yeah, well that's right. He was on that. He was on that championship team, but he didn't get a chance to play. But um, they're they're very patient, and they're great with their player development. Uh, and I, I tell you, I love also. It's not. It's the second criteria, and I know I know Riles, and I know the people there too well. But they take care of their own. When they have somebody who's really talented, they keep him in the organization. Like let's UD is a perfect example. Um, but I mean, it, it's, it's not just, oh, we're going to be nice because, because he played for us. Uh, uh We're going to be nice because he played for us and he's very talented yeah. and all of a sudden they're contributing and they're part of that culture. So it's a, no question. Um, it's really impressive and it's not by accident that it continues to happen. Now, next week, PJ, like you mentioned, I believe it's Thursday night, uh, mm -hmm. NBA draft, ESPN radio, you'll be on the coverage. And then short, so there's going to be some stuff happening draft night like there normally is. And then about two weeks after that, you got the free agency. Uh, I'm getting the sense, and I'm wondering if you are, this might be a wild offseason for the NBA. Yeah, I, th I think so. Well, again, they, they've changed the league. And it's funny, like I'm, I'm going to a primer on it right now. I mean, during the year, I always depend on Bobby Marks or our other guys to say, All right, here's, here's what teams have, free agents, here's re-sign, what they can do. They're limited. They're over the cap. These uh, tax levels, umbrellas, whatever the hell they're talking about. I got to learn in the next five days. I'm still not going to be right on top of it, but the combination of what's going on now with these maxes and super maxes and, and the tax uh, and, and the penalties, 
Uh, it's going to be very interesting. And I think there's going to be wheeling and dealing some before the draft, um, some things after, you know, how it is sometimes I, I used to hate, it's a small thing, but I used to hate in the draft when I was coaching, we have our guys come up and put the hat on for the wrong team. And you'd say, Oh, guy, I hate it. Guys, not, I hate guys it. not going there, but oh. there's no, they do a better job now of trying to get it done. <laughs> but we, we've had more guys that we knew were not our guys. And he's there with our hat, and they're saying nice things. And uh, meantime, we're calling the other guy, going, "Hey, the deal's done." As soon as the NBA get, but it is what it is. But um, I, I just think there will be, there's going to be, uh, yes, a little, a few changing hats uh, probably on <laughs> Thursday, but more rosters changing uh, because people know that that they're coming up upon a contract that the guy's going to be able to get somewhere else that they can't give him. And uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to, to see how things change. The The biggest one, I think for Denver, which a lot of people might not have appreciated until the last couple of games is Bruce Brown. I, I mean, that, that there's more, I swear there's more, and I'm not, they're both good friends of mine, Sean Marks in Brooklyn and who, uh, you know, all the people making the decisions in uh, Los Angeles. It seems there's more Lakers and Nets, former Lakers and former Nets, playing for these other teams going, why'd they let this guy go? This guy's unbelievable. Bruce Brown is really good. I, I know that the Heat fans know that. Yep. But it's going to be a challenge for them to get him. I don't know. I don't know if there's a way. There's always a way, but it's, it's going to be tough. And talk about an important element of that team, no question about it. I mean, you know, when the, we kept going into game, and they were doing it with Max a little bit and Gabe when he had the two off games. But Michael Porter Jr., we kept saying, this guy's three for 22. In, in three-point shooting, and KCP, for the most part, had a tough series in terms of putting the ball in the basket. And yet, Bruce Brown's coming off the bench. Christian Brown, the rookie, who was fan. Bill Self was there. I was kidding him. I said, boy, he, you know, he's something else. And um, Jeff Green, the old veteran, I, yeah. I actually coached my, our last year. I'm sitting in Seattle where we live. We had KD and Jeff after the Ray Allen trade as rookies, and he's still going strong. Yep. I mean, he, he had a couple games where it really mattered you know what he did so um yeah when you, in terms of these two teams hey there's nothing wrong with our roster if we're healthy we, we, we can make a run yeah well guess what here's who we can keep here it's going to be hard to keep and when you're when you're right there near the top which both teams are right now the run that Miami was on the teams they beat those teams got to be saying what the hell's going on you know Boston we were in the finals last year uh we had this incredible comeback and we got annihilated in game seven in our own building. So, um, you know, to run through Milwaukee and Boston and New York um, and and to play as well as they played with, in my opinion, a guy and a half out for sure. I mean, I know Victor's been hurt for a while, but um, Jamal Murray was out two years. When yep. Jamal Murray was able to come back, he was extremely productive. So, um, you know, let's let's wait and see what happens. But it, 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 we, we were in Denver. We were right next to the, the heat bench, but – you know, even going to the, the shoot-arounds and the, the, the press offerings, you know, you keep seeing uh, Tyler Hero in the goofy hat, whatever the hell that kind of hat. <laughs> right, all bucket the time. hat. And the way he had bucket hat and the way he dresses during the game, I'm saying, man, uh, some, this guy scores 20 points a game. Yeah. I've seen this guy play in the finals before. I mean, he's yeah. sitting there in a bucket hat, and, I, you know, I never even saw Victor. So it's, uh, it, it's tough. But, again, that's part of the game. But it's a big part of teams winning championships. It, re it really is. Lastly here, PJ. Again, PJ's on the coverage. NBA, ESPN Radio, the draft next Thursday night. How soon after the draft lottery did you phone Coach Popovich? And can you tell me anything about that conversation? 
Well, the language, unfortunately, the language when Pop and I get on the phone is usually not good. And I, and I got to say, if I had one impact on Pop, it probably was to make his language even worse um, when, when he talks with me. But um, yeah, I, I, I was kidding him. He was actually, after we went over to France and then he was in Italy, he sent me a text like, hi, I, I'm in Italy and you're not. And uh, I, I, gave, I gave him a call and we were talking about Victor. You know what I said, Zaz, no question how incredibly lucky that team is. But I'll tell you what, how incredibly lucky I think, and I'm prejudiced, but I think incredibly lucky for Victor. I mean, he could not have asked for a better guy to break in with and a better place to be where you're kind of off the beaten track. I loved it for five years, but uh, I think it's going to be a great situation for Pop. He liked it. This was their 50th anniversary. I did. I went back and did three games for them. It was a road trip at Chicago, at Toronto, and at Detroit. And talking about health, four of the five starters missed all three games. They're young kids. So on. And uh, I'll tell you what, um, they have some good young players. And Pop liked coaching these two teams, which is kind of crazy. Um because, I mean, you're talking a guy that, that has won 60 yeah. or almost 70 games and and however many championships I've lost count, I think five. five. Um, he liked the teams. He enjoyed the coaching. And like people said to me, you think he's going to hang it up? I said, this is before Victor. I said, no. I, I said, he really still enjoys coaching. If he gets to the point where he doesn't, sure, he'll, he'll give it up. He obviously doesn't need to do it, but he enjoys it. And I think this is just – going to read like everybody said, well, he's going to coach for sure. And I said, I, I, you know what? I think he was going to coach anyhow, but this one is going to reinvigorate. Right. And it's going to be interesting to see what he and RC and, and their front office does, because they, they probably have too many young guys to be really good, but they're, they're a little closer when they're healthy uh, than, than people think. I mean, there's a couple of the, I actually think it's gotten almost to the point where the East got a little deeper. It used to be real obvious. There was a couple of great teams in the East mm -hmm. and the West was much deeper. It's almost flipped. Not, you know, I think there's a couple of teams. Um, if Phoenix sorts out what they're doing with KD, talking about health, if the Warriors figure out, excuse me, who they're keeping and what they're going to be. But I think the depth now in the East is incredible. Yeah. I think Spurs could make a run next year. They're not going to win it. But I think they're going to be a little more – could be a little more competitive, particularly if they can add a, a veteran piece or two uh, because it, it's scary how young they are. I mean, traveling with them for a week, for five days, I'm just shaking my head going, wow. I mean, they they were better. People always say that if it's a bad team. They say, oh, it's a G League team. No, they're not a G League team. But I'll tell you what, they're pretty good. Uh, very good young players that – need experience, but it's it's going to be tough. I'm dying to see him play game in and game out because yeah. everybody's as over the years. I don't care who it is. LeBron might have been the exception, and this kid probably does. I, I hate to put that on a kid when it starts, but everybody says this. No one says, yeah, but anytime you talk to anybody that's yeah. seen him multiple times, they go, he's unbelievable. You're like, wait till you see him. You're not going to believe it. He's <laughs> He is that good. And there's only a couple of those guys. Uh, you know, it, Duncan didn't always get that kind of recognition because he wasn't flashy, but there's only a couple of those transcendent guys that from the day they were drafted, everybody knew they were going to be good. Everybody knew they were probably going to be in fight. Like Giannis, people didn't know that about Giannis. Right. People didn't know it about Joker. Now they laugh and say, of course, if you got Giannis, you, you're going to go to finals. You're going to, you're going to win championships. Joel Embiid, people didn't know it about. Um, this kid, they've been saying it for a long time. And to a man, everybody says the same thing. Yes, he is that good. So can the Spurs I, I can the Spurs not take the whole clock? When Adam Silver says the Spurs are on the clock, can he also have the card in his hand? 
Yeah, that would be great. I would love to see that <laughs> once in a while, you know, once in a while. Uh, and, and they're going to get the hat right on this one. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he will probably have a San Antonio Spurs hat on. Uh, and it'll fit him, so it'll be nice. PJ, excellent job. I really appreciate you spending time with us here. Uh, enjoy the draft and, of course, the offseason. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jonathan. It's great to be with you. Appreciate it. Excellent job by PJ Carlissimo. So like I said, oh, and by the way, all guests, of course, on Zaslo Show 2.0 are always brought to us by the official beer of Zaslo Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba, European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You can pick up a six-pack right now, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco E. Moss. If you need help on finding the local market near you that carries Johnny Cuba, just send me a message on Instagram. Tell me where you're at. I'll find exactly where you could pick up a Johnny. Remember, you always got to drink responsibly. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So like I said, PJ joining us, that kind of puts a nice little bow on the NBA Finals. I know you got the parade today in Denver. A week from tonight, though, you heard PJ's on the coverage. We got the draft. We did a lot on free agency, trades, rumors, that kind of deal today. So I think we're done as far as the finals go. I think that's kind of putting a wrap on it there with PJ. Hey, before we get to big deal, not a big deal. If you're in the market for a new car, that should be something exciting. But sometimes people are anxious because you don't know where to go. You don't know what kind of car you're looking for. You don't want to get swindled. Listen, good thing you're listening to your boy right now. I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You walk in the showroom doors, you're greeted with a member of their friendly sales team who is going to help navigate you in the direction you need to go. Whatever you're looking for, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru carries the widest inventory of the newest Subaru models on the market. We're talking the Subaru Outback, the Subaru Crosstrek, the Forester, the Ascent, the WRX, so much more. Maybe you're looking for one of Subaru's spacious SUVs for the entire family, or you just want a sedan, something to have fun in, something for your daily commute. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru has the perfect model for you. Don't forget the North Fort Lauderdale Subaru promise. Guaranteed most money for your trade. Three-day exchange policy out the door in 90 minutes or less after you say yes. 100% credit approval. That's no issue. And lifetime vehicle warranty. Shop NFLSubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. NFLSubaru.com, the building you know and the place to go, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. You know what I'm talking about. Big deal or not a big deal, always brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida. If you got water, mold, or fire damage, that could be a big deal. Maybe it's not a big deal. Call Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let them tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. First up, so we've been talking a lot about, (coughs) excuse me, a lot about trade rumors, everything leading up to next week with the draft and then free agency, the Miami Heat, Bradley Beal. We know that that's a big thing going on right now. Is that a big deal or not a big deal? No, that's not what I'm asking you. But Amin Hassan, Metal Arc Media, we all like Amin. Here he is yesterday talking about whether or not the Wizards should, in fact, trade Bradley Beal. I think you have to definitely explore it, right? Like, that's something where you can't say, no, no, no. I mean, you'll say whatever you'll say publicly. But the reality is, 
um, you have to do your due diligence and say, well, you know, what can I get for him? Because this is a team, first of all, as you mentioned, Brad has had some availability concerns, only 50 games this year, 40 games last year, and 60 out of 72 games the year before that. So you start there. He was he used to be one of the more durable guys in the league, and, and the last three years, he hasn't been that. Uh, you look at his production, uh, he's, I think, I don't know, I won't go as far as what you said, but I think part of what's happened the last three years is having to be the best player on a team that's not good enough is probably a role that's too big for him. I think he's still a great player uh, who can help some teams, but he's got he needs help too. He, he he can't just take something that's not fully formed and lead it. And that's what the Washington Wizards have been. If you look at this roster, it's not a good roster. Um, it is a mediocre roster. And even within that mediocrity, you have Kristaps Porzingis with the player option. You have Kyle Kuzma with the player option. There's two of their best players right there. It, it, there's just a lot there that they, they have questions about what they're going to do that they need to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I'm going big deal because th- there is clearly a momentum here where you're going to have some big stars that are on the move in the next few weeks. And that's always exciting. So, yeah, I'm going big deal there. Big deal or not a big deal. How about the Marlins? They improved to 38-31 with yesterday's 5, uh, I think it was 5-1 win in Seattle. Yuri Perez improves to 4-1 and one with a 1.80 ERA. He is dealing. Yesterday, he got the win. Six innings, two hits, six strikeouts. That's a big deal. Another stud pitcher, it seems, that the Marlins can add to this rotation. We're going to be paying attention to Marlins now. I mean, come on. What else are we doing at night? Big deal or not a big deal? Well, the NBA Finals are over. When is the John Morant news about to hit? This is a big deal because we are on the cusp of finally learning what's going to happen here. Prediction? Tomorrow. Friday, news dump, weekend. You don't want it next week because that bleeds into the NBA draft. I think we're going to get the news tomorrow. So John Moran's suspension news coming up. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Got one more for you here. So Eric Spolster yesterday. Yesterday, exit interviews. You got to hear from the team for the final time for a while now. And here's Eric Spolstra asked about Jimmy if he was hampered at all because of injury. Do you, do you want me to get beat up by Jimmy? Right now you're setting me up for a physical altercation? <laughs> no, he was he's fine. <laughs> there's no excuses. Uh, there's an honor uh, to the way Jimmy competes uh, at this game that you have to absolutely admire and respect. Uh, and that same honor is what this locker room was about uh, if you're were watching this team compete uh, you've had to respect um, what this group brought to every single game uh, and the honor uh, to the competition that our guys brought to to the games yeah i'm going not a big deal there because listen th- this is what we expect out of this franchise this is a no excuse team it's one of the things i love about them So we all know Jimmy was hurt. Everybody knows that. They're never going to say it. They're never going to give an excuse. It's part of what you love about this team if you are a Heat fan. So that's not a big deal. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida. Make sure you check them out. WCUFL.com is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes! 
excellent job today. You guys all did great behind the scenes helping put together another awesome show. I appreciate all you guys for listening as always. You can always hit me up at Zazlo Show. Go vote in today's Zazlo Show 2.0 poll. I told you, I'm going to see The Flash this afternoon. No messages. Nobody bother me while I'm watching The Flash. But go vote on who your Batman is. Go to at Zazlo Show and you can check that out. We'll talk to you on Zazlo Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.